0: Stop playing. Yeah, I see
1: you got that new Mercedes. I might let you drive me crazy. Usually I ain't the type to stay, uh, cause you could fall in and go psycho. Ain't no telling where this might go, but I take my chances either way. So come and fuck my life, up, baby, fuck my
2: boys, welcome back to episode 28 of the Booth Review Podcast. We've got an exciting episode for you today. We've got Carp, we've got Fonzie, and we've got myself. Boys, how are you this morning?
0: I'm hanging in there. You know, it's a good time. All all uh quarantine. Just just kind of chilling. It's awful. It's an awful time. <laughs>
2: Yeah, agreed. You
0: know, I, I
1: I completely understand that. I haven't been out of the house in two weeks, and I really just want to leave the house so bad. But you know, I'm I'm still breathing, which is pretty good. Been grinding some NCAA football. It's all I can do right now. American hero. It's all I can do. <laughs> Why say lot word when few word do trick?
2: Yeah. Thank you, Fons, for that. Uh, yeah, it's a Monday morning. Uh, we're expecting heavy storms in Boston. Carver I think you said like 60 mile an hour winds. and not only is it is it bad enough that like you know stuff's gonna get fucked up, but they actually are expecting us to lose power. Like that doesn't usually happen. that you know they yeah, might that, say on the yeah. news like expect some power outages that happens. but they literally on the news were like, you're gonna lose power just so you know. so like break out monopoly because it's coming.
0: Yeah, there's nothing worse than being stuck inside a house without power. I mean, you can't call up Nana and say, hey, can I come over? And uh, if you got a generator or whatever, can I come over and uh, hang out there because you got power? Because she'll say no, because you're going to kill me if you come over. So it's about stay because of the virus. So oh, it's about okay. staying away, you know what I mean? And, and being isolated. So like, you lose power, you're screwed. You're home. Alone, in your house, without power. You know, you I can hang think- out with your family, but if you're like me, that that doesn't do it, you know? <laughs> so, so so it's just, it's about finding a good space where you can be isolated, away from the crazy people that live with you, away from society as a whole. I mean, Brendan, you talked about breaking out Monopoly. I need games, so like, if anybody could send us games that I could play alone, that'd be great. Because I'm not into, like, let's sit down, family board game day. Like, no. No, we try that, like, once a week, and it I, I, I can't do it. So I need board games that one can play by themselves. I've yet to find one, so help me out.
2: <laughs> yeah, I can't think of a worse scenario right now than not being allowed to go outside. Shitty, shitty weather. The, the power is going to to go out at some point today. I'm just like waiting for it. It's like it's like when they do the fire alarm test at, at school, like once a year. It's like the test that they do and they tell you that it's happening on the day that it's happening. But they don't tell you when because they need you to be like prepared or whatever for walking out of a burning building. So they're, I don't like. It. I don't get fire drills either. But it's that feeling like, oh, shit, when's that, you know, ear piercing bell going to go off that like, you know disrupts the entire school. And then you wait all, 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 all day, and then it happens, like, the last five minutes of the day, and you're like, well, fuck. I just wasted my whole day waiting for it. That's gonna be today. I'm gonna waste my whole day waiting for a power outage, and it's not gonna come till, like, nighttime. Guarantee so gonna
1: it. come, No, so it's not gonna come till, like, doing something. So, like, you're gonna be like, <laughs> fuck it, you're watching a rerun of the Bruins win the Stanley Cup in 2011. It's like, fuck yeah, Charlie just lifted the cup. Bang! Power's gone!
2: Yeah.
0: Just like that. <laughs>
2: And that moment will never come back for me.
0: I've been watching those games, and, and it's so Chara looked All washed electric. up then. <laughs> I mean, I've been, you guys know I'm a huge Chara guy, but I was watching those games, and I was like, oh, God, he can't last three or four more years. Like, he's going to retire after they win the cup. You know, fast forward nine years. <laughs> he's he's still, still out there. He's still out here. <laughs> he's here for he penalty kill. That's it.
1: Well,
2: I went out of order in watching them. So Nesson's been doing it in order, like, yeah. each game. And so then good. NBC yesterday yeah, just decides yeah. to do Game 7 and of, I of the Vancouver. I watched it, but now I don't have a will to go back and watch Game 7 of Tampa Bay. Because I know the ending.
1: No, but that was a great game. <laughs> so
0: you knew it anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I knew it was going to happen, but when I saw it, it changed everything. When I saw it, like, like now, now the
2: course of of reform is, is, like, thrown out the window.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Who speaks like that? Apparently. No, well, like, I'm out now of that order. the course of reform has, if, been thrown out this window. You know what? Screw you. Like, nice poem, loser. I don't get all excited right.
2: about a lot of things, okay? <laughs>
0: and what I do, I make poetry. So. All that right, probably
2: explains go. why the name on his mailbox was M. Shulman. Okay. Uh, oh, did you get
0: that?
1: No. From the
0: no office. Idea.
2: same The same skit that we were just doing. No? Nothing?
0: Nothing. <laughs> who's, who's M. Shulman? Where
2: he thinks he sees Johnny Depp in his condo complex, and he took a oh, picture. Oh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. And then he goes, probably explains why the name on the mailbox is M. Shulman, and then Jim turns around and goes, wait, M. Night Shulman? Like the director? Anyway. Uh wait. uh if you follow tbr sports on instagram uh cool yeah just just instagram uh congratulations uh you would have known that we released three new shows this week not episodes shows new podcasts affiliated with tbr sports clap it up one time yeah Exciting, exciting times, especially in quarantine. We actually found the time to sit down, plan this and organize this. We've got three new exciting shows for you, two of which have already debuted episodes and one of which has already debuted two episodes, which is exciting. Flagship show. Yeah, the quote flagship show that's doing amazing streams right now. Uh, Robbie Carpentier's TBR morning show recorded at night. Carp, you want to just talk a little bit about. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, so the Robbie Carpentier TBR morning show starring Robbie Carpentier with Brett, uh, Brandon Bruce and Seth Hellman recorded at night is doing a very, very good job in getting shows out for the morning. So that's the whole point, right? It's something you can listen to on your drive in, Although nobody's driving it <laughs> no anywhere, driving anywhere. It's, so it's it's more like when you roll out of bed at one thirty in the afternoon. Now, what can you listen to as you make that crazy venture from your bedroom to the shower? You know what I mean. It, that's where we're. That's our market. Hey, hey, hey! It's a challenge for some of us. Oh yeah, no, I'm conceding that. Yes, yeah, it's making sure. Yes, I mean uh, that's that's where uh, we're finding people listening to our show. It's it's that seventeen to 18 second gap when i'm getting out of bed and walking to the shower and that's what it's all about so we we're just i know brandon's new show he described it as guys being dudes or dudes talking about guys or something weird it had a lot to do with guys um our show is more like where we there's no agenda for our show like his show has really no agenda either, so they're very similar. What do you mean? You have like not segments, a
2: very strict agenda,
0: but like yes. from what I've heard, was that like it's not like next week you're gonna do the same segments, it's just like you're, right, you're gonna see yeah. are yeah. So, like, both shows have that kind of like very uh, I think that's because you and I both run the shows, so it's like they have like a variability to them. And with the Robbie Carpentier morning show, we roll in and it's Seth, Brandon, what do you guys want to talk about today? This is interesting. Let's talk this. Like, for example, yesterday we talked about a Fox News article at some point. Um, we talked about woodwick candles um, for a little while because Brandon's very big into woodwick candles. He said it's like having a fireplace in his room. So I, I second that. I love woodwick. Oh, no, yeah. No, it's great. Yes. I, I, yeah, Woodwick candles are spectacular. You'll have to tune in and listen to the Robbie Carpenter morning show recorded at night. Um, in order to get a little taste of that, so that's what we're doing. Cool, cool, cool. So uh,
2: yeah, good, good idea for a show. Good execution so far. Um, and then we're just gonna we're gonna keep rolling with that. And uh, I know that once this quarantine ends, that on my drive in, well, I don't know if we'll be back in time for school, but when I'm driving places in the morning time, I'm definitely gonna tune into that. So you should too. Uh, second show that we launched. Fucking electric, electric, electric factory. It's called the Socially Distant Podcast, where we just I like hash the, it out.
0: I like the way he did that. What? You like the way you introduced yours. I'm going to do mine again. The other <laughs> show we did, insane, way electric, Robbie Carpenter morning show. Tune in. That's cool, right? That was better.
2: Yeah, that was better. Yeah, that was better. <laughs> All right. So the Socially Distant Podcast, second show that we launched, hosted by yours truly and Michael Lynch, new TBR signee, uh, killed it in the first episode. We uh, we called it like a little of a a trial run for him, see how he would feel, uh, you know, in front of the microphone. And he absolutely killed it. So he's he is uh, being brought on as a full time host. We basically just hash it out and talk about whatever, uh, you know, stuff that's in the news, pop culture. Uh, the occasional sports controversy, uh, nothing Uh, that you would hear on the review. Yeah. Yeah. We talk about carp too. Uh, he's, uh, you know, we just, we love carp so much that we had to bring him over to a third show and talk about him. Yeah. Your hand has been up for like two minutes. This isn't fucking school, but go ahead. Uh,
0: May I enter the room anyways, I, the, (laughs) the charity fun run, but anyways, the the whole point is I want to know more about this. Michael Lynch cat. Uh, I, at first, if you listen to our podcast, when we describe your podcast, mm-hmm. did you hear the part where we said, like, we're very excited? Yeah. And I said, like, big fan of Michael Lynch already, just because of, like, the way he commented on Instagram. Yeah. And then I, like, listened to the podcast. <laughs> and then... All right, so this is, this is then, where you and I disagree. And then <laughs> I got a... Like, I started some Snapchat beef, and he yeah. responded... In like a snark way like to me like i'm the i'm the snark guy right so yeah. like when it came at me now i'm sitting there like whoa whoa wait a sec like i liked his energy i like it when it's directed at other people so i want to know if michael lynch is in this for the long haul because if he's in this yeah. for the long haul then he needs to realize you can't attack the flagship guy like that <laughs>
2: Listen, you two, this is where you and I disagreed. You guys recorded your show before we recorded ours. And I had not heard your show when we started recording. Were we not, were we not supposed to? No, you, I, there was no, no, you were. But like, I'm just saying that we didn't hear the compliments that you gave us at the time that we had recorded. So right. all that we had seen was the Snapchat beat. So we were like, "All right, let's be let's be assholes and throw some shade at them. Not real shade, but just like you know, you know, throw a little like
0: sunny day sitting under a tree reading a book shade.
2: Yeah, like that kind of shade. Just like, hey, you know, stay in your lane. But all, all kidding aside, you know, just just jokes. And you know, he's a very he's he's very similar to you in the sense that like. Oh, good. So snark, snark in
0: the <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> no, you're, di- good. you're very different. But the one place where you're parallel is, is the snarkiness and the, the sarcastic comments. Um, so I think that that me starting up the uh, the little, uh, you know, it's a podcast was like gave him the the open door to to come at you and to come at the show. And yeah. he's very good at what he does. Like well, I, 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 yeah,
0: dude, I told you, I listened to it after. And if it wasn't, if it wasn't me, and I'm self centered and very defensive, if it wasn't me, I would have been like, yes, he got that kid. Like yes, <laughs> we need that. But it was me. So, like I like bullying, just not being bullied. You know. <laughs> so I was like, what? What is happening? So. I And I've still yet to meet him. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, if he met me, I think he couldn't hate me.
2: <laughs> he doesn't hate you. He likes you a lot. He likes that. He likes the comments that you give. He told me. He was like, this kid's funny. And I was like, yeah, he's, he's cool. <laughs> he's a cool cat.
0: Anyway, I'm glad we talked about that. That's good.
2: Yeah, so can I promote my show now? <laughs> Socially Distant Podcast, oh. where we basically just – Hash it out. Any topics that are relevant. We like controversy. We invite the controversy. We don't like to be a part of it, but we invite talking about it. Uh, Basically, any grievances that I have, I'm taking the segment about my grievances from the review over to socially distant. And we decided that since everybody is socially distanced, why don't we make a podcast for the socially distant by the socially distanced? And that's basically all that it is. Weekly episodes. Just every Friday, you're going to get a nice episode, one to two hour episode on a Friday night, because anything goes on a Friday night. And uh, that's basically all that it is. It's an electric factory. Guys being dudes hanging out. Uh, we're welcome to have anyone on who wants to come on and talk their shit. And that's basically about it. Yeah.
1: I like to promote my new podcast. Um, uh,
2: you don't have a new podcast. Uh,
1: but- uh, the so, review. Uh, it's a pretty yeah, good that's
0: one. New. That's just this. It, we're here. <laughs> we're in it right now. <laughs> we're I, funds, I don't know how you know if, how promotions work, but you don't promote something <laughs> the podcast, on the it was a podcast. Joke because
2: they're already listening. Right. Because we wouldn't right. need to promote the show that they've because already tuned here. into. They're here with us. <laughs> Yeah. We've got them on board. As
0: somebody that's listened to the socially distant podcast, socially distant podcast, I can say very good. A lot of good stuff. I like how they have like a no holds barred um, way about here. And the last thing that I forgot to say about ours is where every single weekday you'll get one in the morning, Monday through Thursday. So four days, Monday through Thursday. Okay, so not every single weekday. Every single weekday. I, conti- I count Friday as a weekend. That's what we do over there at State okay. College. That's uh, no, when I'm what? I agree smashing with that, bottles off my on face. Night.
2: You know what I mean? Friday is socially distant days. I agree with that. It's a weekend. Right. So. Because anything goes on a Friday night. Lime on the rim of that Dixie silver, smoking up a faded out four. All right. All right. All right. All
0: right.
2: All right. Great song. And the hey, final man. podcast that we uh, that we that we released uh, in the past week, Crunch Time with Colin Cater. Uh debut episode is coming either today or tomorrow. I think
0: uh, yeah, I, I can give some insight on that. He was, he wants me in one of the segments. Like you said, you can't get enough of me. He wants yeah. me in one of the segments and I had some trouble getting on last night. Um, just cause I, we were recording some Robbie Carpenter stuff and I was watching the invisible man with my family and it was Easter during the day. So mm-hmm. it was like, that's like the trifecta. Uh, <laughs> we call those triple, triple, uh, singles. Yeah. Yeah. And, if, to me, I couldn't do it yesterday. So I think if we get that recorded today, it should be out at the end of the day, maybe tomorrow.
2: Cool, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, but uh, I'm excited. He's probably the most, um, the 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 new addition to TBR Sports that I'm most excited about because you know we have a wide variety of talent here and people that do different stuff. Carp huh. uh, Carp is kind of ver- the most versatile, I would say, in that you bring the comedy aspect of it but you also know your shit and like can bring a good balance of talking about sports and bringing sports facts but also bringing the comedic anecdotes so Thanks, like that's bud. what you have I'm the facilitator and I've just got it going on Fonzie is kind of the same thing but a little more can pull some Some random facts that no one would have ever known from, like, the WHL in, like, 1972. Come on, man.
1: The WHA. Get it right.
2: Whatever. Uh, And then Chase is Chase. And then um, now we've got Seth, who uh, I'm glad that we brought Seth on. He originally started as a writer, and now he's taking his talents to podcasting. Same thing with Brandon Bruce. Uh, originally started as uh, I think was he supposed to be a writer and then just yeah he
0: was gonna be on the writing and then uh, I, for some reason we had very different understandings of what the term writer meant. <coughs> I told him like that'd be great if you could write for the website and he must have heard that'd be great if you did a podcast with me, because that <laughs> happened now. So yeah,
2: yeah. And then um, but Colin K and then we brought Michael Lynch on. Um, socially distant. <coughs> But Colin Cater most excites me just because I've I've seen his show. Carp, uh, we actually promoted his show a few months back when you were on it, and uh, I listened to the radio show that he hosts down at Providence College, uh, Talking Game. And I, the kid knows his stuff. Like that's immediately immediately what I picked up on is he knows what he's talking about. He's very well informed. He can he can run a good show. And immediately, like when we talked with him before bringing him on, like the, I had no concerns about handing him his own show, handing him, you know, just complete freedom to do what he wants to do. So I'm really excited for his show, especially because we don't talk about basketball like ever. I think the 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 extent to which we've talked about NBA basketball on this show was about uh, Drake beefing with the Bucks owner in the NBA finals last year. Yeah,
1: no, right. Like- <laughs> It, it really wasn't one of our main topic points. We were more, yeah. you know, NHL playoffs, NFL, you know, free agency and shit like that, and even just in the season arguing about teams that ended up not making the playoffs. That was what we were about. And you know, basketball is never main focus. But... What do you what? mean?
0: Was that Mountain Dew?
2: No, no, it's Gatorade. Oh, so Sorry. <laughs> oh. I know that you have like an adrenaline rush every time you see Mountain Dew. It's not. It's green. Get lime Gatorade.
0: Oh. I'm sorry. My fat withdrawals. <laughs> Mad withdrawals. <laughs> sorry, Fonz. Sorry. You have to understand. That was like big for
1: me. <laughs> yeah. Do Zero. Was, was, wait, I can't remember. Do Zero, not the wave. Was that what it was? Yes, what? it is the you wave. You can't remember? No, I can't remember. It is, no, I I it remember. Not it wave. is the right, wave. Right, not the
0: wave.
1: Carp, there shut there up. Go. Go, go ahead, Fonz. You were saying something before yeah, just, I was a jerk. No, you're fine, bro. Just just to finish off, though, like it's great to have like another input on basketball. It's never one of our main focuses, and I love basketball. I can't jump, and I'll never be able to play it because I suck at it. But to be able to talk about it and be able to listen to a podcast from our like our company here at TBR, it's great to just have like someone to talk about with with basketball.
0: Yeah, a lot of people don't know how I met like started with Colin. It's like we've actually been doing podcasts. Um, since seventh grade, since we were just 12 year olds. And what we would do is, the middle school in our town is like here, and the high school is like here, like a mile, two miles up the road. And what we would do is after the middle school, uh, after the end of seventh grade day, we would, me and like four buddies, Colin was one of them, we'd walk up to the high school, and there was a convenience store on the way. I'd get like four or five Mountain Dews. We'd walk right up, sit down, and we would do, uh, that's where the local like, cable television um, had their studio. Yeah. And we would film our show every single day in 7th grade and 8th grade on cable television. And at one point, we were like big hits. Like the Senior Center, it's always on there. Um, Brooks School, it was always on in their admissions office. So when I walked in for my admissions interview when I was an 8th grader, the head of admissions said, i feel like i've seen you before i was like celebrity status that's how i met colin it was huge so, so if, if like any of
2: you were wondering status. how carp got his start in podcasting there, there it
0: is, it is. Yes. that was it so trend. uh so
2: yeah a lot of exciting stuff happening at tbr right now um, a few other stuff's in the works that we probably won't announce for a <laughs> couple weeks just because of everything that's going on we don't want to We don't want to overinflate ourselves and uh, and end up having to cut shows or cut segments. So we're just going to keep it at this nice medium right now. Uh, A good start to what should be an even greater finish. But uh, but yeah, so go make sure uh, there will be links all over the TBR Instagram today. I've been like slacking on posting on the TBR Instagram for like a week now because, you know, it's been nice outside. So I've been trying to you spend more time outside before a day like today comes around, but check, check the, uh, check the website for the website and the Instagram for that. And, uh, yeah, let's get into the actual meat of the show, uh, NFL draft talk. But before we do that, just a quick, uh, plug, uh, for, uh, for our listeners and our fans, if any of you like, uh, wearing clothes, uh, I wear clothes all the time.
1: Carp <coughs> wears sure clothes
2: helps. all the time. Fonzie Sometimes. wears clothes all the time. I hope that the people who are listening to this wear clothes all the time. If Chase you like rarely wears clothes. <laughs> yeah. Chase might be the exception to that. If you like wearing clothes and you want to up your clothes game, then go check out Fendo designs on Instagram. Uh, he's also Fendo designs. I'm going uh, right now do it uh just released a a cool brand of (laughs) female crop top hoodies uh with some cool designs on them but he also does custom sneaker designs uh i actually want to cop custom tbr sneakers for like everyone in tbr i think that would be pretty cool if we all like have matching sneakers yeah you're on the instagram now uh i think that would be pretty sick if we have like matching sneakers and like we go to like places wearing our sneakers and people are like, whoa, all five of them are wearing the same shoe and we're like, yeah, TBR, that would be cool. Uh, but yeah, if you're cool. looking for custom shoe designs at some, uh, pretty reasonable prices, uh, cool clothes, cool clothing designs, uh, nice lifestyle brand, Fendo designs, Fendo designs. My Go check it out. Uh, some pretty cool stuff. It's, it's a cool company, man. So, I don't know what you're waiting for or waiting on. Maybe they were waiting on me to say it. You've got yeah. my cosign, my stamp of approval. So go and Absolutely. do it.
0: Absolutely, and oh, if you're like that, me, means the world. Yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely. And if you're like me, you know, you're looking for a nice crop top to go with your scally cap. This is where you go. And I'm glad that we have a good spot for that now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of cool. Like we got we we plug somebody on our show. Like sick.
2: Yeah. All right, so uh, make sure you go check that out. I'll say it one more time for those of you who are hard of hearing. Fendo Designs or FendoDesigns.myshopify.com. F-E-N-D-O-D-E-S-I-G-N-S.myshopify.com. Go peep. Uh, But yeah, let's get into it. NFL drafts talk. Uh, There's a lot of... (sighs) I don't know. The times are crazy. Uh, the NFL draft has been a topic of conversation since they announced that they were going to do it via boat. And then now that the coronavirus is happening, they're going to do it via video game. And now there's like worries that it's going to get hacked by people. But apparently the plan is to run the draft like you would in isolated, like like everyone is like at their houses and stuff.
1: In Roger Goodell's basement.
2: Uh, Yeah. And then they teamed up with EA Sports so that when a player gets drafted, there's going to be a virtual like video game cutscene where they walk onto the draft stage and get their hat from Goodell and like take the picture. And I guess there's a lot of concerns that it's going to get hacked and like people are going to throw the wrong players up there, like throw throw like a sixth round pick in the first overall pick. I don't don't know how they would do that. I think it could happen. I, I don't know the logistics behind it. But anyway, the NFL draft is the season is finally upon us. The draft season is finally upon us. A lot of uh, a lot of stuff up in the air about who's going where. Uh, I think it's pretty safe to say that Joe Burrow's going number one, barring any crazy like trade. Uh, the Bengals need a quarterback, and and Joe Burrow is the quarterback coming out of college football. I, am I wrong in saying that? No, no, no. no.
0: I mean, I, I I don't think he's the best, but sure, yeah.
2: Who I do you think, think is so- the best?
0: I think Herbert's the, the most pro pro ready quarterback. Really? really? I, I yeah, I like Herbert. Why? I, I see more physical talent. Okay. I feel like I, obviously you're gonna go like like Joe Burrow knows how to win all that yada yada yada. Like I, I'm a big Joe Burrow guy. That's not a slide at Joe Burrow. I think I'd go either way. But if I'm looking at a quarterback, like I'd rather see come you know preseason. I'd rather see Joe Burrow. I just woke. I'd rather see uh, Herbert with my guys um, instead of Joe Burrow.
2: All right, that's fair enough. Um, I wasn't the big Joe, biggest Joe Burrow guy. Uh, I'm an Oklahoma fan, if you can't tell. Uh, Wait, so you I'm on are? the. Yes, so I'm on the Jalen Hurts wave. Go ahead, I don't care. Uh, I'm on the Jalen Hurts wave, and Jalen Hurts is wildly underrated in this draft. Uh, he's projected to go in like the third round. So uh, I, I, you know, I'm not like the biggest Joe Burrow guy. Uh, one of the biggest questions on my mind, though, a team that needs a quarterback, the New England Patriots, because all of our podcasts seem to come back to the Patriots. What the hell are the Patriots going to do? Are they drafting a quarterback? Are they going to stick with Jared Stidham? Are they signing? Are they trading? What are they doing?
1: Yeah, it's it's a you know it's kind of it's a fluid situation for New England right now. I'm sure they know what they're doing, but for everyone who's speculating. It could be literally anything. They could draft a quarterback <laughs> late in the first round. But what I think is they gotta go for a linebacker saying they lost Kyle Van Noy. They want a guy there, they've got Dante Hightower, so though he's old and he's injury prone, they've got someone there. I feel like if anything they sign either Winston or a person I don't like, which we got in an argument beforehand, Cam Newton.
2: Actually Cam Newton's not coming to New England.
1: Yeah. See, I, I d- okay. I didn't think a
2: lot has changed since we recorded that last podcast, and apparently Cam Newton wants to sign with the Patriots, but oh, the Patriots cap don't space have and him. just like the Patriots don't want to sign him, and I don't think they have the cap space to either. So they'd have to unload people to do that. So it just doesn't seem realistic. But it would have been cool. But yeah, continue. I see
1: the, the thing that's most likely to happen is we don't sign any quarterbacks. We stick with Hoyer and Stidham. We let Stidham. Yes. yes. We, we let him like, in the preseason, he's going to he's gonna play. Depends how he does there. Maybe Hoyer starts a game or two, but that's at the most. I Here's say my Stidham question.
2: First. Why are the Patriots putting their trust in the guy who threw a pick six in his first drive in it's, a regular season NFL that, game? That's
0: one throw. That is, he was a rookie. That, is, yeah, that has nothing ever to do with anything. I that's, think that has a lot oh
2: to do with it. No, a, not
0: <laughs> at all. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, Brady, this this guy's going to be our starting <laughs> quarterback? Jamis, had, well, Brady's last pass with the Patriots was a pick six. Jameis okay,
1: Winston led the league in touchdowns and pass yards, but he also led the league in, what, 30 interceptions? He's still a starter. He's still being eyed by New
0: England to sign as a quarterback. It doesn't Once change anything. Sign, one guy has one play. As a rookie, has nothing to do with anything ever in the you history of the football. And that you want to put
2: the football in that guy's hands for the season?
0: No, just no, no. Exactly. That's, that's, a, that's a dumb. That's a dumb argument, though. It, I, it, 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 it's not better argument than that.
2: Okay, I'm not saying just because he threw a pick six, but I mean, it said the, the guy threw a pick six in his first <laughs> drive. Like he's gonna start? No. <laughs>
0: so what, dude? He's a young quarterback. He was
1: that a rookie in his first regular season game. There's not you can't take that one drive and put it against his entire career. You don't know, look at look at Kareem Hunt's first drive, giving Kareem Hunt a shit show now, and he, he kicked fumbled. his girlfriend. He fumbled the football <laughs> on his first drive, then went off to have one of the most impressive running like running performances ever against the New England Patriots, and had a hell of a rookie season. You can't pin that one drive to predict his long. entire season. That is I'm a not great saying.
2: Exam- that the reason that he threw a pick-six, no, or the reason no, they shouldn't play.
0: That, that's
1: what he was saying.
2: That's exactly no, what you were saying. That's, that's exactly that. not what I was saying. I'm saying well, this so what, fucking so guy is gonna I start. Like, look at this now. fucking guy. No, nope. yeah, same look, thing the look, whole time. Like, this clown is going to fucking start for us? The guy that threw a pick six? No. There no. it is again! It is. That's the point! He is, like, he's character. He is the guy that threw a pick six. Um, there's obvious reasons why he he's shouldn't start. He's also the guy at Auburn who was a hell of a quarterback. What else are you going to look
1: at him for? I think it's it, guys that have thrown picks. Hell of a quarterback. Uh, guy. Really? He's hell of a somewhere. quarterback. Hey, I said in college, Brendan. You're taking my words. He was not a I... hell of a quarterback.
2: He was pretty
0: college. damn good. He was talented. He was not a hell of a quarterback. <laughs> well, now he he's going to be the New England Patriots he quarterback. A lot of guys that weren't hell of a quarterbacks in college that turned out to be pretty darn good. At okay, NFL. but he just called him a hell of a quarterback in college, which he, he, was, was, he was He was pretty damn was good. He clearly wasn't. He clearly was not a hell of a
2: quarterback in college. What was you he Get that right. He was
1: good. You're making this guy out good. to be like he's right. God or yeah, something. So he's
0: dumb. Jared he's Stidham. Dumb. He's not that good. <laughs> I said in college, Brendan. Yeah, but in he wasn't college. even that good in college. He was okay in college. You're going to light yourself on fire with those hot takes. Holy
2: shit. (laughs) That's not a hot take to say that Jared Stidham didn't fucking light it up in college. (laughs) He was a good quarterback. Let's leave it at that. He was nothing more than good. (laughs)
1: Oh. All right. Who starts for the New England Patriots? It's going to end up being Stidham. They're not going to sign one. They never have signed any free agent big enough to be a starting quarterback. Who was the biggest free agent they signed? They signed Randy Moss. Randy Moss. That was When was that? 2007. 2007, yeah. That's the last time we signed a big free agent. This goes with all the Boston sports teams, except for the Red Sox, who think they signed big free agents. That ended up being waste of money, i.e. David Price or Pablo Sandoval. But it's just Boston sports don't sign the big free agents, except for the— Okay. Red Sox, Celtics, they signed the big names. It didn't pan out well for either team, with Kyrie or for Pablo Sandoval. But you look at the Bruins— they don't sign big free agents. You look at the Patriots, they don't sign big free agents with the exception of Randy Moss. That was the last big free agent we signed, and we're probably not going to sign one for a long-ass time. That's just the way it's going to go. We're going to end up having, not that I want him,
0: Jared Stidham and Brian Hoyer as well, but that's just what's going to happen. Yeah, and and let me second that. I think that the Patriots used to be a, a, a team... Where if I'm an NFL free agent, I'm kind of towards the end of my career, but I haven't won. I say, I want to go play for New England. I want to go play with Brady. I want to go play with Belichick. I want to give myself a chance. The Patriots for 20 years have guaranteed that their players play in a big game. You know what I mean? Whether like A chance to make it to the dance. Nobody else has been able to guarantee that for 20 years. I don't think the Patriots have that anymore. I think if I'm a free agent, I no longer say, all right, I, I want to go win. I'm going to go to New England. I don't think that's a thing anymore. I don't. They're like the fourth oldest roster in the league. Tom Brady's gone. Belichick's 66. He's going to turn it over to his son soon. Uh, Kraft is going to turn it over to his son soon. It's they, they're, they're, they're at the end, guys. They're at the end. And they're probably not even the best team in their division anymore. They're a team The to Bills beat. are. They're the <laughs> team to beat in their division. I saw that on first take. Like the Patriots are the team to beat and the Bills are the most talented team. Sure, whatever. If you want to talk in circles, that's fine. Or we can just say the Bills are the best team in the East. And the whole uh, so time. AFC East, okay. Yeah, so if I'm if I'm looking around, it's and I'm a free agent, the Patriots don't have that come play for us draw anymore. So no. it's yeah.
2: Well, the league is changing and the teams that you want to play for are (laughs) the Chiefs, like the Saints. The Saints are looking good this year, by the way. The uh, the Jesus Christ, the Ravens, like those teams are the teams that are on the up and up and look more exciting and and have gone significantly deeper in the playoffs in the last three, four years than the Patriots probably will in the next three to four years. Uh, I totally agree. The Patriots used to be that team where you would bring guys in and guarantee them at least a chance to play in the Super Bowl, if not win a Super Bowl. And you see guys like LeGarrette Blunt who fucking suck outside of New England, come here and win two Super Bowls and have great seasons with us. I love LeGarrette like, Blunt. You see guys yeah. like Chris Hogan, who were nobodies, played lacrosse, lacrosse in college, and come to New England and are like top receivers, win a Super Bowl, and then leave, and, and you never hear about them again. So that, Although- that was...
1: And you see on the McCordy's podcast, they mentioned Chris Hogan. Yeah, that's why I said feature. that. Yeah. I, I, don't, I that. don't
2: necessarily know if that's going to, like, happen. No, but if it
1: did, I would like it.
2: It was like – it was, I, I listened to the podcast. It was in the context of, like, McCordy was like, oh, whatever I say becomes a news story. So here it is. Chris Hogan to New England, and why not? And then threw out, like, seven other names, like LeGarrette Blunt, he threw out, too. So, like – it, New England used to have that that mentality and that persona as like you go to New England, it's a winning mentality, it's a winning attitude, and yeah, you win. It, it, it's <laughs> like an
0: elite college football team. I always make that analogy. The elite college football teams, Alabama, um, other ones. Clemson. They <laughs> No, that was the joke because Alabama's the elite. But Clemson, Ohio State, they reload, they don't rebuild. Whereas other schools have to rebuild and bring in pieces – Alabama doesn't even have to recruit. Like, they're getting guys. Doesn't matter. Ohio State, they're getting guys. Doesn't matter. Because they, they've cemented themselves in that position. That was the New England Patriots. Reload, not rebuild. We're in a phase now where they're rebuilding. And yeah. as New England fans, we have to come to terms with that. Have yeah. to. Or else it's going to be painful. I'm very interested to see, because for a long time, In the history of sports in this city, the Patriots were number four for a long time. It was Red Sox, Celtics, Bruins, Patriots. Then for a time, it was Celtics, Red Sox, Bruins, Patriots. Not until recently did the Patriots become the top doc. I'm very interested to see how long they stay at that top spot in the city. It's not going to be long. Not for success. I mean for town interest. like. In, in the early 2000s, say what you want, town interest was baseball. Yeah, It was. Yeah. Even when the Patriots won their first two Super Bowls, it was still baseball. You know what I mean? So I, I, I wonder how long it'll take for people to say – Uh, you know, let's, let's pay more attention to those Bruins who are the Bruins. The Bruins
2: are are the next up team. And it's because they, they took, I mean, remember the Bruins missed the playoffs for two seasons in a row four years ago. (laughs) And look at them now, Stanley cup final game seven loss last year, two years ago, they went two rounds deep Uh, a year before that. They lost in a a heartbreaking game six uh, at home to the senators. And now this year, They were going to win the President's Trophy, barring the coronavirus pandemic. They probably were going to go pretty deep in the Stanley Cup playoffs, although no one can fully predict what Well, they had the
0: two best goalies, so I think that they were making it, yep.
1: I'm just uh, saying,
0: that one-two combo of Rask and Halak
1: is so lethal, because if Rask needs rest, you put in Halak, and you can still rely on him. He still makes the saves he needs to make. I just thought that should be thrown out there. I love the guy. He's a great goalie.
2: Yeah. But the Bruins are a hundred percent next up in the city. I mean, they—they've been—they took that time to rebuild that one to two years. Don Sweeney came in, did what he had to do. He made some questionable moves that Don actually Sweeney? panned out. Uh, and I, I guarantee you. especially with the culture around the team, the whole Selly season thing that DeBrusk and Pasternak are bringing to the table, you know, they're playing Fortnite with each other on Twitch streams and Bruins fans are are joining the live stream. They're like talking with them. I think it's that young culture that Bruins team has and that it's just that like the swagger that this team has and they're winning games that you've got something on your hands like, oh shit, we should start paying attention. If you're not like a loyal Bruins fan, then you're like, oh shit, the Bruins are actually like... Fucking good this year. They've got players who are like going to the All Star Game and leading the league in goals. Yeah, and and I think the next four years the Bruins are going to be the team in Boston.
0: And I think I think like the playoff hockey is a hell of a lot more interesting for people that don't watch sports Mm -hmm. than than football as a sport. I have a buddy, um, his name is Naviug, showing out. He lives in India, but um, he's one of my best friends at, at school, and so. When, when we – I brought him to his first ever football game. Penn State football. Huge atmosphere. Like, mm-hmm. Kirk Herb Street went to Ohio State, calls the Penn State atmosphere the greatest atmosphere in college sports. So, I bring Nav. I'm like, Nav, you're going to love this. I'm explaining the whole time when we're walking in. All right, if a ball makes it through the two posts, that's called a home run. That's six <laughs> points. And if you cross the end zone, that's a goal kick. And, like, you know, just that's explaining like – Explaining the normal football rules. Of course. So now we get in, and right away, boom, touchdown, 7-0. He looks at me and goes, am I allowed to make accents? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) No, no. Let's say no just for the safety of us. (laughs) He looks at me in an Indian accent and says, I can't do it without the accent. He looks at me <laughs> and he goes, I, "I just can't do it without it. I can't. I can't." Just on the goes, same. He goes, "It's." He goes, "It's stupid." And I go, "What do you mean?" He goes, that "It's so." It. He goes, "It's so stupid." And I said, "I said, how's it stupid?" He said, "It's blowout, seven nothing. Oh, it's blowout." And then he leaves, and we're me and like all my buddies are like, "Wait, wait, wait! No, that's that's just like one point." He says, "I see scoreboard, seven nothing, <laughs> seven points." And he left. Left the football game. It was 55 seconds into the game. He bailed. He spent like 110 bucks on his ticket. Left 55 seconds in. It's a blowout. My, The point is, he. I then brought him to a basketball game and a hockey game. First for those two. He had never seen these sports. Not even on TV. We go. He loved hockey. Loved it. And like I said, this is a guy that had never seen football, never seen hockey. He, he went to every other home hockey game after that didn't watch football with us ever again. So, Brendan's point of guys that don't pay attention to Boston sports will draft, in my eyes, will lean towards Bruins over Patriots all day long. Like my buddy, Naviuk. Yeah, I mean, I remember the feeling, like, and I talked about this (coughs) with my
2: dad, when the Bruins won in 2011, (coughs) how much that did for youth hockey in in Massachusetts. you you were like seven. I was nine, actually. I remember Uh,
1: this. I remember that. No, I remember
2: talking to my dad the season after that, like how much like I just remember a bunch of new like youth hockey players started playing hockey after the Bruins won the Stanley Cup and how well it did for like just USA hockey in general marketing in the Northeast. You had a lot more kids starting to play hockey because the Bruins won the Stanley Cup and then they went on a little bit of a run. Uh, they made the playoffs the next year and then they made the Stanley cup finals the next year. And then they went two rounds deep the next year. And then they missed the playoffs for two years in a row. Uh, it's, it it was that little spark. We got a little glimpse of what it could have been like. And if the Bruins can run the table for the next few years, they aren't old. They, uh, besides your favorite player, Chara. And, um, that's it. Chara's the oldest player on the team besides him. Uh, this is a young team. Even Bergeron still Bergeron, looks young out dude,
0: there. I mean, he's played for 16 seasons, though. So, like, he's, but he you looks know, good. Retrieves Bergeron is the longest tenured athlete in Boston sports right now. Yep. A lot of people don't know that. That's and so rare good. in hockey. And he let me look, say, he like, looks
2: good. David Krejci looks good. They were hitting their stride right before playoffs, too. I mean, you can <laughs> you can you can roll your eyes at that, but Patrice no, Bergeron.
0: I, I. I'm not rolling my eyes at, at that. I. It was when you said Krejci, like, is awesome. Like, okay, cool. Uh, no, nobody no, no. He he lights good. it he up, up like David Krejci
2: in the playoffs.
0: Well, that was like, let me just say, when Patrice Bergeron signed his
1: like his eight year deal, my dad. I, I know much about hockey. I was a dumbass, and I still am a dumbass. But he said that's the worst <laughs> decision the Bruins could have ever made because of his concussion problems. Eight years later, here comes Patrice Bergeron, still playing for the Bruins' 16-year career, still letting it up, still one of the best centers in the game, still winning face-offs like a madman. That is one of the best signings the Bruins have made, the best contract extension, I'd say, possibly in Bruins' history.
2: I thought it was kind of funny how they put Patrice Bergeron on the cover of NHL 15. You yeah. think of goal scorers like Patty Kane, Steven Stamkos, uh, you know, Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid, uh, and these kids who are like playing the game, you know, like want to play as those players in NHL 15. What did you have? Like fucking a million kids taking face offs with Patrice Bergeron.
1: Hey, <laughs> <laughs>
2: like, I mean, I mean, it, I love Patrice Bergeron and he's like, you know, Selkie winner for 90 years in a row. Uh, and basically he you put him on the cover of NHL 15. Uh, he's no goal scorer like to the max. So what do you have kids like never getting penalties back checking? Winning face-offs and winning the Selkie trophy in career mode. Like, is that a mode in NHL fifteen? Road to the Selkie? Is that like a is that like a mode in NHL fifteen that you can play with? Because I don't know. It's just funny to me. But Patrice Bergeron looks so good for like like what you said, a 16-year career. Uh he looks really good. Uh, and it's, it's so, uh, disappointing and depressing that this season couldn't continue because I really thought that this was going to oh. be the year that the puzzle pieces clicked.
0: <laughs> You're
2: on mute the whole time.
0: No, no, no. Not, not only that, but he was like, arguing I thought that I had to be taken off mute. So I was, you gotta, that has yeah, to, I like, saw, go to, I saw, I saw you getting I'm going, pissed over I'm going, there for I'm some going, reason. Take me off mute. Take me off mute. Take me off mute. And I oh didn't realize that I,
1: yes, <laughs> you can take yourself off mute. That's but, the Penn state education,
2: baby. <laughs> but yeah, mark my words. When the, when the NHL does return, the, the the Bruins are going to be the team. And they've been making all the strides to bring those new fans in. The updating of the arena, controversial at first, but it worked out. Just the wow. whole branding wow. thing, new jerseys, new team store, just nicer atmosphere, more interactive on social media, uh, just a better team overall, a better organization overall. They're making the strides necessary to bring in a whole new fan base. And mark my words, when the NHL comes back next three to four years, the Boston Bruins will be the number one team Saturday nights. This already happens, but it's going to happen even more Saturday nights. You're going to see everybody flock to the TD garden. You are going to see everybody flock to the bars surrounding the TD garden. Go to the Four's restaurant, go to McGann's. You're going to see everyone in those bars. Much like you see people go to Fenway park and go to the Caskin Flagon, or go to, you know, game on or whatever the fuck you go. Uh, that's where you're going to see people go TD garden. And the areas surrounding the TD Garden, that is where you're going to see people on Saturday nights for the next three or four years, watching Bruins hockey and watching the Bruins win the Stanley Cup in 2021. Old fucking
1: prediction. And let me also note, the top two teams in Boston, because the Red Sox are (coughs) going for a rebuild right now, and the Patriots are going down, well not down, (coughs) you know, they're on the down slope, it's not going to be as good as it was, the Boston Celtics are a solid basketball team. I know we don't talk about basketball. I know we've got a podcast for that now. Check it out. But the Boston Celtics are another great draw for all Boston fans. If you don't understand basketball, that's sad. It's just put a ball through a hoop, and you can't touch the guy when you do it because that's a foul, and it's also a federal crime. But, like, it's just, they're a good team, they're a young team, and they have a bright future ahead of them. This year, they were going to go deep in the playoffs. I I love watching basketball because I suck at it and I'll never be able to be good at it because I can't jump. And that's known throughout the world that I have a two-inch vertical, okay? The Celtics are a young team with a big man in Taco Fall who's really just a sideshow at the moment, but I feel like he could develop to be godly because he's seven foot five and a king. They've got shooters in Gordon Herod. They've got young stars in Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. They've got the mentality of Marcus Smart that you want on every player on every team in the NBA because he is a godly presence in the locker room, except he can't shoot a ball for anything. Great defender. I just think the Celtics are the second team in Boston that are going to be watched. Can I I just
2: say something? The the basketball fans in Boston do not have the same energy that is brought to Red Sox games, Patriots games, and Bruins games. It is a completely different mentality. It is. There is – there's something that surrounds Bruins hockey, Patriots football that has this, like, fuck you attitude, like, electric in your face about it, like, like really, really just, like – Hard nosed blue collar attitude about it. I feel like the Celtics fans face. have a completely and forever like have just had a completely different like attitude yeah, they're, around they're, them. It's not a bad attitude. The
0: green teamers, they're 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 the Celtics can do no wrong. They're right, jolly about everything. Like all right, yeah, you know a we're the cute attitude. team. <laughs> you know we're gonna bite the ankles of the big dogs and that's it. Like that's, that's why I can't get
2: on board with the Celtics. My, my, I
0: have that attitude. Whenever I talk to my grandfather about the olden days, he always tells me that back in, like way back, you could walk into Celtics games. Him, him and my grandmother would go all the time. He said, because they were like $2 tickets. Walk into Celtics games and you could sit anywhere. Like you'd have assigned seats, but there'd be so few people, you could sit, go sit over there. If your seats were back there, you'd sit down here. He said, That was when they were good. Like, they were winning championships. And at the time, regular season games, you could walk in and sit wherever you wanted. He said the Bruins were awful during those times. And you would walk into Bruins games and packed. Huge atmosphere. And like I said, that was one competitive franchise at the time, the Celtics. And one extremely cheeks franchise well let's you, not you let's know?
2: not go there let's, well you know,
0: the Bruins in eh, the, Bruins no, the no, 80s were, were okay no, <laughs> thing my, my, my grandfather's 82 years old what do you what, how do you know I wasn't talking about in the 60s okay you know what I mean like well, the Bruins weren't like bad in the 60s no here's the thing no <laughs> they had bad years he's telling me when the Bruins were bad and the Celtics were good that there was a huge difference still Boston yeah. is a hockey town. Boston's a hockey city, and it
1: always no. will be. It'll and it always doesn't get any respect. No, it doesn't. Be baseball and baseball, Hockey
0: too. gets
2: no respect uh, in Boston. No, no, no. A- aside from the fans who are hockey fans, whoa, whoa, whoa. I feel like hockey gets zero respect from like— Oh, I don't agree with that. Oh, agree. my God. No. Oh, are you kidding right. me? I don't hockey, agree. With hockey that. gets no respect from people who aren't hockey fans in Boston.
0: I disagree. No. I, feel like I, 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 have, never, see, I have seen it
2: firsthand. Hockey gets absolutely no respect, especially basketball people. People who play basketball somehow, like, write hockey off to be, like, stupid.
1: That's and just they people think who that, play like, basketball, though.
2: That, that's just an example that I'm giving you. Like, I've seen it firsthand that hockey gets absolutely no respect. Fonz, like, two seconds ago when I said hockey gets no respect, you go, oh, I know. And now that Karp said that he disagrees, you're like, yeah, hockey gets no respect. Pick a side. Well,
1: what do you mean pick a side? Hockey, no, it depends who the people are. If it's basketball, so you just people, switched your point I'm... in
2: like three seconds because of what Karp said. Well you let me? So finish? what is it? What I don't it?
0: think so. I think Fonze is onto something. Well, let's it's replay a... the tape. Replay the tape.
2: I will after the episode ends.
1: I want it. No, I want to hear it now, though.
2: I can't replay the tape. Roll, Roll the tape.
1: Roll <laughs> it. No, but like it depends on like it, it, there's people that don't respect the game, but there's a large community <laughs> in Massachusetts that certainly does respect the game. And it's like the people who, who, who watch the Celtics, Like I watch the Celtics. I, I love basketball, but hockey's always coming first. Hockey's by far my favorite sport to watch, to play, even though I'm not good at it. It's the sport. That's my game that I love to watch. Basketball people look at hockey and they say, that's, that's cool, but I don't really care. Because they watch the Celtics and say, oh, the Celtics are the shit. The Celtics are the balls, okay? That's what the Celtics are. But like, I feel like a large community in Massachusetts, at least, loves hockey even in Connecticut the old Whalers teams they have an immense respect for hockey because they lost it if hockey was taken away from the people of Boston the people of Massachusetts everyone would miss it like hell like we do right now everything's been taken away from us and what do we miss like hell right now Brendan
2: Bruins playoff hockey
1: exactly that's what the people of Massachusetts would miss it would, it's like, all right, the Celtics, cool. The Red Sox would be missed, and they are missed because it's Boston baseball. The Red Sox have been a team since, well, I don't fucking know, it's been the over 100 years. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Since the beginning of baseball, let's say that. They've Early been 1900s. there forever. Yeah, exactly. The Bruins, the Bruins and the Red Sox are the two teams. They're the teams, and they'll always be the teams. The Celtics and Patriots were kind of outliers. When the Patriots were in Foxborough Stadium prior to Gillette Stadium— when they were almost sold to St. Louis, they weren't the team to watch until Tom Brady came in after Drew Bledsoe. Don't, don't get me wrong. Drew Bledsoe was great, and he got the Patriots where they needed to get. But when Tom Brady came in and started winning Super Bowls, what happened to the Patriots? They started going up. Because do, were-
2: you, do you remember the name of the stadium before it was Gillette?
0: It was wasn't it was just Foxborough Stadium, wasn't it?
2: No, well, it yeah, wasn't.
0: Yes, it was. It was Foxborough Stadium, and before that, it was uh, like Schneider Field. or Schaefer something like that. Stadium. Schaefer Stadium. Yeah. But it was Foxborough before uh, Gillette. So yeah, he, was, he wasn't before. wrong.
1: Yeah, no, I know. But I like, know I just,
0: for like seven to ten years. But Just yeah.
1: a
2: trivia question.
1: But yeah, it's like seats weren't filled. Season tickets were dirt cheap. My dad had season tickets in the 90s and sat through the snow games where they were losing to teams left and right. There were still dedicated fans to the Patriots, but they weren't the team. The team was still the Bruins. In the 90s, the Bruins had Cam Neely. The Bruins had goalies Ray Bork. like Ray Bourque. They had Andy players Mo- like that. Don Sweeney, Bob oh Sweeney, <laughs> Bob Sweeney, but they had players that were good. They were competitive. They they beat the Whalers in a seven game series. They were a good team, but they were still always on top and they never will stop being on top. The Celtics will always be in the fiddled. shadows. They'll be in the shadows of the TD garden forever. That's just like the Bruins are the team. And It will never stop, but Bruins I, the I Celtics. can't
2: get on board with Celtics basketball, like, I, it's just not for me. It's, it's
1: if not if there say, was, a, it's so, not so
2: like, I went to game seven against the Cavs in 2018 with people like, with, with kids who were huge basketball fans. I went to that game, watching, watching them celebrate like like a Jason Tatum dunk just like made me depressed oh, no. because, Wasn't like, that the United's bumbo
1: was yeah. that the dunk over the, that was sick okay that was sick yeah
2: but watching <laughs> them like like that was a sick play watching their celebrations to it just it made i was like Ugh, uh. it doesn't even compare to how hard we celebrate at bruins games like like what was it i have a video i'm crew sitting hit. next to a i'm crew sitting kit. next to a random stranger oh well the crew kit was electric i carp you and i were there for that game that was fucking awesome uh I'm sitting next to a random stranger, game seven against Toronto. Uh, and it's the start of the third period. Everyone was like just getting back to their seats. Uh, my friends were still in line to get food because they were pussies. And I'm like, guys, the period's starting. And they're like, go without us. I go down to my seat, sit down next to this guy. Sean Corrales comes down the left hash, fires one, scores 3-1 Bruins, I'm hugging this random guy who's next to me because we've just made it through the next round. That doesn't happen. It's Celt- like we were fucking electric that night. Yeah. It's just not the same attitude at Celtics games, and that's why I can't get on board with it. Like <laughs> if the Celtics score a basket, I'll be like, right on, brother. But yeah. oh,
0: when yeah,
1: anyway. yeah. when the
2: Bruins score, <laughs> I'm like <laughs> –
1: no, no. Like I was, I don't. I remember that was Game One of the Stanley Cup Finals. I remember when when we went to the concert with Lil Nas X before, which was yeah. a shit show. Don't get me wrong, it was terrible. Dude, oh, that yeah. was great. We
0: waited 50 minutes in the <laughs> flippin' cold. And the him. cold, it was it wasn't hot. cold,
2: it was May 24th, carp. It was so <laughs> oh, hot I was I was <laughs> freezing. Memorial that day, day, day weekend. But that I was, was
1: freezing. Yeah, have I remember
2: you... it, Carp was cold for some reason. It was like 70 out. <laughs>
1: have you ever seen a crowd for a Celtics game like that? They had the two no. Jumbotrons, no. they had the game, there were thousands of people there. Well, it will never uh, happen. Yeah. It will never I can't, happen. I can't relate it. to
2: your viewing experience. My, it
1: was but... I'm sorry, Brennan. I would have rather been there than be at the game. It was awesome. <laughs> it was so great. Really? No. Friend it okay. Was awesome. When Krug barreled down Dude, the ice and insane. hit that guy, no, It was insane.
2: The, it, the stadium shook when that the happened. The stadium shook, Boston shook. There was thousands of
0: people in a when, monster. When we won. We won game one.
2: But, okay, when we won game one, Carp was there with me. There was just no better feeling because I was like, three more, and this is ours. And then they go and fuck it up and lose in game seven. And I cried for a month straight. But after game one, we were like, ha. We did it. The cup is ours. But yeah, I don't know. I'm reminiscing, I guess. I, I don't know. I just Boys, I miss it so much.
1: I'm sorry, I gotta cut this short, but I gotta go. Uh, my mom needs me upstairs, and you know I'm a family man.
2: Yeah, I think uh, I sh- we should probably cut cut loose because I have to like eat food.
0: Yeah, I have to record a golf lesson. So.
2: <laughs> are you? Re- All right. Or are you? Le- are you? Are you? The teacher or the, the, I,
0: I have to teach a golf lesson and record it.
2: So.
0: Okay. Nice. All right, boys.
2: Uh, yeah. So we appreciate you tuning in. Make sure you hit all those links. Uh, make sure you check out Fendo designs, Fendo Designs.myshopify.com. Uh, this has been episode 28. We appreciate you for tuning in. We're going to have a lot of episodes coming in the few weeks with, uh, with all four of our shows now. Um, and that's pretty much it. Uh, hope everybody has a great rest of the day. Great rest of the week, even though you'll hear from us before the end of the week. And uh yeah.
1: That was Bye. good. Bye. Bye. say my pocket. Before anybody me and my girls <laughs> the KFC.